It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are seconds away from hearing the daily Locked On podcast you love, but I'd like to tell you about another podcast I think you'll like. Rejecting the Screen, hosted by NBA experts Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko, features provocative interviews with NBA stars and unique perspectives from around the game. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcasts. Pick and roll with KD. Drops it to Cousins, and there's his first Warrior basket. What up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. A good episode today with the debut of DeMarcus Cousins. The Warriors taking on the Lakers. Jacob Evans gets some run in the G League and a whole lot more. That's all coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome in, welcome in to Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Boogie! DeMarcus Cousins makes his long-awaited debut for the Golden State Warriors. And I'll tell you what, it went about as well as you would have hoped. It went about as well as it could have gone. It wasn't perfect. There's still some rust, some things he's got to work out. But, man, it looked pretty good. The Warriors came out kind of forcing the ball to Boogie, which I think we all expected. Just trying to get him going, trying to get him his touches. And... Something that we saw, I mean, he was rusty. The rust, to me, is going to be, and we saw it, in the post with the physicality. Just because he hasn't felt that. He hasn't done that in almost a year now. And we saw that this game. It was kind of awkward. He even said after the game he thought he was going to travel every time he touched the ball. So we did see that. They kept trying to dump it to the post. It didn't work out. And then about, you know, two plays later, they run a pick and roll with KD and Boogie. Boogie gets the monster slam, and the the bench absolutely goes nuts. I thought they might charge the floor and get a bunch of tees. Uh, Quinn Cook and Andre are, like, chest bumping. It was hilarious, but it was great also. The bench basically, <laughs> they basically lost their mind every time he, he completed a dribble. Uh, everything Boogie did, they were going crazy for, which was great. I mean, it was fun to see, man. I, I enjoy that stuff. Does it mean anything? No, but it's something that I enjoy seeing. Boogie ended the game with 14, six rebounds, and it's more than just the stats that looked good. He went three or four from three, obviously, but one of the things that I really loved seeing was he was running the floor. And yes, he's never been the fastest, or, you know, most graceful or anything. And after the injury, he's probably going to be even less. But Zaza Pachulia used to get used to get buckets, or at least looks at buckets. Uh, he didn't convert all of them by running the floor. And, I mean, even after the injury, I don't think Zaza's faster or a better athlete than DeMarcus Cousins. So it's about effort. It's about doing it. And it's also about conditioning, which... Look, he's he's going to have a, uh, a tough time getting fully conditioned still, 
but the fact that he was willing to do it and able to, considering his conditioning, not having played in almost a year, that was one of the best aspects of of his game, of the entire game, really, is that he's willing to do that. Because we saw in Sacramento, not so much. I mean, not that they ran as much as the Warriors or anything, but he would always be far behind a play. And, you know, there were still times where he he didn't, didn't run. But, look, we see that with, with everyone on this team. No one really runs every single possession. But he did enough. He actually had a fast break layup, a transition layup. He had another transition uh, opportunity that, that he missed. But just to see him do it is a uh, definitely a positive aspect. Because it was a question. And it's a question moving forward. I, I do think he will do it. But, I mean, we'll just have to continue to see it. Game one, looked good. Looked good. We'll take it. Uh, the three-point shooting was great, obviously, but that's not a surprise. That's not a surprise at all. He's been a three-point shooter for a couple years now. He made over 100 threes last year, only playing in 48 games, and then made 131 uh, two years ago, taking 363 of them. So he's been a three-point shooter. Over the last two years, he shot right at 36%. So he's been a three-point shooter. That isn't anything new. Uh, going three or four is great. And look, if he's going to get looks like he did against the Clippers, where they're just leaving him wide open, which, you know, teams might have to. And if they don't, then that leaves stuff open for other players like Steph or KD or Clay. Uh, so he got some wide open looks from three, knocked them all down. Uh, the first one was a designed play for him coming off a couple screens, knocks it down. And then later in the fourth, they put Boban in to battle him. And Boban would not come within, you know, 12 feet of the perimeter, giving him two wide open looks, and he knocked them both down. So that was great to see. It's going to be a major weapon for the Warriors. As far as debuts go, about as good as you could have wanted. He's a big, powerful body. Uh, we saw that. We saw we saw it with the rebounding. Yeah, he had six rebounds, not a ton, but in you know 15 minutes, I'll take it. And you just saw him battling and, and you saw something that the Warriors haven't had uh, ever <laughs> in DeMarcus Cousins. So it was a success. It was absolutely a success. There are still plenty of questions to be answered moving forward. I'm not incredibly worried about him, but these are still questions. You know, how does he react when he doesn't get a bunch of shots, when he might not be in the closing lineup, uh, stuff like that. Will he continue to run the floor? Uh, just a bunch of stuff like that, but those uh, questions will be answered, and I'm actually not worried about him. Uh, he understands the situation he's in, so I think it was a great debut. The dunk was just a perfect way to start it off. Uh, I loved it. I think everyone did. It was it was poetic, man. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Boogie was asked about his monster dunk after the game, and here's what he had to say. I'm just glad to know I can still dunk. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, Boogie. Me too. I'm glad to know you can. You still got it. Uh, <laughs> Boogie was the center of attention throughout the day and the game and the post game, and he did not like it very much. Here's what he had to say about uh, about the attention he was receiving. Probably the fakest love I ever received. <laughs> 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 I'm going to just keep it a <laughs> uh, 
I don't, I don't, I honestly don't see how, you know, guys like Steph and, and K do it on the daily, where it's just cameras around them all day. Like, I, like, I don't like it um, at all. Like, so hopefully this is the last day of this. <laughs> so Boogie's not used to it. <laughs> Did not like it. Uh, hopes this is the last day he ever has to deal with it, but we'll see, Boogie. The, the Warriors get a lot of attention. As far as the rest of the game's concerned, it wasn't like it's a good thing Boogie was the center of attention because there wasn't a ton of great stuff to come from it. Uh, you know, Steph had a eh game. He was 10 of 19, 3 of 11 from three. He did end with 28 points, but uh, did struggle from three. Clay had another rough game, 5 of 12, but 0 of 4 from three. So again, as I've mentioned before, something to just continue to watch. Can he bounce back from that bad game? Uh, I expect him to, but again, with how he started the season, it's worth mentioning and worth watching to see if he can if he can fix it, get back to uh, to the you know knockdown shooter that he has been in his career and the last couple games. Uh, Kevin Durant was had the best game, probably eight of thirteen from the field. 24 points, but the only shots he missed were his threes. He went two of seven from three, so that's not great. And six of nine from the free throw line. I mean, look, they they won by 18, so it doesn't matter, but, you know, KD's a better free throw shooter than that. As far as the rotation goes, it was pretty much what we expected. Alfonso McKinney did get the playing time over Jonas Jerebko, and I think it's going to be an either-or thing here where... I think McKinney fits better just because he's a little more versatile. He can guard more positions. Jarebko really can't. Both have been kind of struggling from three, so you don't get a clear benefit from three playing either one of them right now. McKinney's just a little more versatile. I think he'll fit more matchups, so I think he'll get more playing time. Kevon Looney, even though he moved to the bench, still played 28 minutes. Only four rebounds, five points, but he was solid. Two blocks, just solid Kavon Looney minutes, as you come to expect. Quinn Cook actually had a nice play where he he had a nice game. He played only eight minutes, but he got minutes during the game, and actually him and Steph played together a little bit. Uh, He had a a fast break where Avery Bradley was just glued to Steph until the last minute where he comes up and fouls Quinn, and Quinn gets the, uh, the and one in transition, which was a nice play from him. Andre has continued to play well. Uh, he's been he's been damn good. I mean, look, he's going to make his money next year no matter what. It's guaranteed, but it's looking more and more like he wants to earn it in Golden State and that he will earn it in Golden State because the way he's been playing, you that's not someone you can move on from. He's been great this year. So as far as the game's concerned, like I said, Cousins was the headliner, deservedly so. Everyone else was just fine. Uh, Warriors played good defense on the Clippers, but, you know, they were without Lou Williams. Gallinari went out, like, midway through the second, I believe. And in my opinion, Gallinari's been better and more important than Tobias Harris to the Clippers. But they were without their two main scorers. So, you know, Warriors got a pretty easy win. But the headline was DeMarcus Cousins. And it turns out this was probably the best spot to drop him in, to to come back to. I thought maybe it was the Bulls a couple weeks ago. No, it was the Clippers on Friday night. We're going to take a quick break, come back, talk about the game against the Lakers coming up, and a couple other things regarding some 
some ancillary players on the Warriors. That's coming up next year on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. Is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries? If someone's hiding an order of fries, they're never hiding it well. It takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way. So stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive through for your own steamy carton of crispy golden goodness. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Support for this podcast comes from State Farm, here with good news and even better news. The good news? State Farm has new lower car insurance rates. The even better news? That means you can now get the service and convenience of a local State Farm agent at surprisingly great rates. State Farm can help you save more cash and get the good neighbor service you deserve. Just talk to your local State Farm agent or visit statefarm.com to find out how much you can save on your car insurance. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. What's good? Warriors taking on the Lakers today at Staples Center, which is still crazy that the the Lakers and, and Clips share Staples Center. If I was the Clippers or a Clippers fan, I would hate it. I would hate it. And that's a lot of work for the stadium crew, too, arena crew. But whatever. I don't have to do it, so it doesn't matter. But the Warriors are taking on the Lakers uh, tonight at Staples. Could be interesting. I doubt LeBron's going to play. I mean, why rush back for this game? Honestly. Especially a game you might lose. Probably going to lose. <laughs> like, it, it's it just doesn't make sense. If he was cleared, good to go, doesn't matter. He's 100% and this is when he's coming back. Sure. But I don't think that's the case. It's, well, it's not the case. So to rush back for this game would be kind of stupid. But what do I know? He'll make his decision uh, either way. As long as the Warriors haven't spent the last two days partying in L.A., which is not a guarantee. L.A. is almost undefeated as a city, especially for the Warriors. I mean, honestly, they had Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night in L.A. This could be a bad recipe for for Golden State, but we'll see. Hopefully they're focused enough to continue to play well, to win their, what, seventh on the road and eighth overall. But it's L.A. We've seen seen them struggle in L.A. before. And you know what? The Lakers have played better the last couple games, even without LeBron. They have. But Lonzo goes down with an injury, and he's been playing well, too. So with him going down, I don't know. No Lonzo, no LeBron, no Rondo. Should be a pretty... Somewhat easy win for the Warriors. Let's be real. Uh, always going to keep our eye on DeMarcus moving forward, see how he plays, especially against, you know, Tyson Chandler, JaVale McGee, Zubots, who are all solid. They're solid, and I mean, I would say they're all better than Gortat and Marjanovic. So another test for for Boogie. Can Clay put together a good game after a rough game against the Clippers, etc.? One thing I didn't mention. Clay's like a dunking fiend now. He had another dunk against the Lakers. He pretty much dunked on Drew Holiday against the Pelicans. Like put him in the dunk contest. It'll just be the same kind of, you know, six, seven kind of barely dunk dunk, but like let's get him there anyways, man. 
I'd, I'd love to see it. What the hell? <laughs> uh, so as far as the Lakers game is concerned, it's, you know, I'm not too too wild about it, honestly. MLK Day game. We'll see what happens, but I kind of expect the Warriors to win pretty easily. Probably win big, honestly. Even with the Lakers playing better. Like I said, the injuries they have, it's just, it's going to be a tough matchup for them. So, not a lot there. Moving on to Jacob Evans. And I know this isn't a topic we talk about a lot. But he's played in the G League the last couple games, and he actually had his best game, hell, since being drafted. While the Warriors were playing the Clippers Friday night, Jacob Evans was playing for the Santa Cruz Warriors, taking on the Salt Lake City Stars, of course. Throw the records out when these uh, when the Stars and Santa Cruz Warriors play. But Jacob Evans had his best game. He went 8 of 11 from the field, 2 of 2 from 3, was a plus 11, and scored 18 points. And played good defense. That's his calling card is his defense. But if he can do anything offensively, that's what will help him find the court. Because the 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 most alarming part of his game when they drafted him and he started getting a couple minutes here or there, or geez, just summer league preseason, any of it, was he just seemed lost and incompetent offensively. So showing a little bit of what he can do offensively in Santa Cruz, it's a good sign. It's a good sign. It's a better sign than not, for sure. Uh, He's probably going to continue to play in Santa Cruz, especially with Boogie back, because most games he'd be the inactive, one of the inactives. The other inactive is Damian Jones, who's out for the rest of the year. So hopefully this is a step in the right direction for him. I was happy to see it because the tough part was seeing him go down to Santa Cruz and kind of have the same kind of games he would have with the Warriors, where he was inefficient offensively. And, you know, struggled. So hopefully this is a sign of good things to come for the rookie and for the Golden State Warriors because they're going to need them eventually. Going to take a quick break, come back, talk about the open roster spot and a few other things. This is Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. Support for this podcast comes from Microsoft Surface. Now more than ever, you need a laptop that can be as adaptable as you are. Introducing Microsoft Surface Laptop Go. Finally, a premium laptop at an affordable price. Starting at just $549, it's light, thin design, vibrant touchscreen, powerful processor, and built-in HD camera and mic turns any room in your home into a classroom, office, or study hall. Available in three amazing colors the whole family will love. Visit surface.com slash laptop go for more details. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked on Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. What's good? Bob Myers was asked about the open roster spot that they still have, that they've wanted to have, and, you know, since Pat McCaw decided to go be the 15th man on the Toronto Raptors, they have an open roster spot. The Warriors do. And we've assumed that it would be a center. 
And I still think that if one becomes available, if Robin Lopez does become available, they will make that move because one thing I didn't talk about when we talked about Boogie's game is there's still deficiencies. He did foul out. Uh, he, I think he got a tough whistle on a couple calls, but he's foul prone and not a great defender. Robin Lopez is not, you know, he's not going to be defensive player of the year or anything, but he brings a different element. He's a, a another massive human being and a better defender than Boogie. It would just be another element that the Warriors could use. And Bob Myers was interviewed recently, and he said, you know, we have about a two-week window here to evaluate with Boogie whether we feel we need another center or if he looks great and a wing becomes available. So I understand the flexibility he's talking about, but I would imagine that it's more likely that a center gets bought out than a good wing or... You know, a a trade for a wing is available or anything like that. Just because of how valuable wings are in today's NBA. That's just my opinion. We'll see what happens. But Bob speaking on it basically was just, he was open-minded. He was open-minded to the whole thing. Wasn't going to go one way or another. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Because they definitely are going to fill that 15th roster spot eventually. Whether that means it's Damian Lee from the G League Robin Lopez, I mean, I don't know if Trevor Ariza gets bought out, whoever. But they're not going to have a 15th roster spot open going into the playoffs. And I believe the deadline for that, oh, I'll probably get it wrong. I think it's March 1st to add a player that can be eligible to play in the playoffs. I think. I don't know. Don't quote me. But either way, they are going to fill that spot. One other thing I wanted to touch on here, uh, our guy Jordan Bell was very excited for DeMarcus Cousins' debut, and Jordan Bell got some some garbage time minutes even, and look, he knocked down three more jumpers. It's something that I'm intrigued by, and I'm not, now I'm going off course, and I'll, I'll come back to what I was going to originally talk about. But Jordan Bell, even though it's been garbage time, and maybe it's just garbage time jumpers that he's hitting, but I'm intrigued by it, man. I, I I hope there's a point where we'll see him get some time because I like him. I like his game. He hasn't been great this year. He hasn't been good this year, honestly. But looking to the future, he's kind of being treated like a guy that they're not going to have around next year, which I don't know if that would be the right move. But I just, I don't know. I'm just intrigued and want to see what they do with him moving forward. As far as playing time goes, if he can come in and knock down those jumpers and play solid defense, I mean, that's a that's a positive step forward. If not, then yeah, I, I just don't know. But I w- did want to mention that because he's gotten good garbage time minutes recently. And again, you can only evaluate garbage time so much. But he has knocked down a lot of jumpers. Speaking of Jordan Bell, he wants all the credit for uh, Boogie's debut. He wants all the credit. Give him all the credit. He needs it. He says since he was the one going up against him in those scrimmages every day, making him run, making him work hard, that he deserves all the credit. So Jordan Bell, this is me, Charles T. Hamilton, and the Locked on Warriors podcast giving you all of the credit for DeMarcus Cousins' return and good play. And good play moving forward. Okay? I got you. I got you. 
league pass picks for Monday. It's a big, big day of games. 11 games total. Warriors taking on the Lakers, as we know. But my league pass picks will go to the Rockets and Sixers. Rockets, James Harden still playing crazy, playing really well. Uh, It's not fun to watch, but the numbers are ridiculous. Sixers, tough loss to OKC yesterday. That game was ridiculous, man. That game was ridiculous. But the, the Sixers end up losing. I don't know if you guys saw it. The ending was wild. Jimmy Butler intercepts a inbounds pass, gets the bucket, and then they come. Paul George comes back, knocks down a three, four-point play to get the win, uh, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, Rocket Sixers is a good one. Sixers are 30-17, and 17, Rockets 26-19, and 19, and then we'll go Blazers-Jazz. Two teams kind of in that same bottom tier of the Western Conference. Jazz are 26-21, and 21, Blazers 28-19. Blazers got a great half from Jake Lehman the other day. Uh, I still don't know what to make of the Blazers, honestly. I like watching them, and then sometimes when I watch them, I'm like, what the hell is this? Anyways, those are my picks for League Pass for Monday. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another episode of Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can't climb a mountain if it's smooth, right? You got to go over the rough spots. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily podcast on the Golden State Warriors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. San Jose Sharks hockey is back, and we've got you covered five days a week at Locked On Sharks. I'm Kyle Demetrius. I'm J.D. Young. I'm Eric Fowle. Together, we make sure you're never without your Sharks programming. Will the Sharks make a trade for a right winger? We got you covered. Will Eric Carlson's groin hold up for the entire season? We've got you covered. Whatever happens with Team Teal every day, we've got you covered at Locked On Sharks five days a week on the Locked On Podcast Network. This is Josh Lloyd, the host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. If you're looking for information regarding fantasy basketball, recaps of the NBA, this is the show for you. We are heading into the offseason and starting to get ready for the 2020-2021 fantasy season. We'll have all the information on what happens through the rest of the playoffs, free agency, the NBA draft, and then heading into a big 2021 season. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast.